and peace be upon the messengers, the mothers, Hazreti Maryam, uh, Hazreti Fatima, Hazreti Khadija, Hazreti Aisha, upon all the mothers of the faithful um, in this creation and upon the guides, upon the merciful ones, the gatherers, upon the seers, upon the lovers, upon the seekers, uh, peace be upon this entire great community of Allah and peace be upon the, the agencies of of good who can even be the negative forces because everything tends toward the good everything in Allah's creation transforms uh, to toward the good and moves toward the good and reveals the good alhamdulillah 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 and blessings upon our beloved lineage our silsila of light and love heart to heart heart within heart in the one heart um, and uh, Omar Hadrati, Hazrati Pir Muhammad Nuruddin Jarahi, Amina Taslima Al Jarahi, his noble mother, his Karim, is to use the word Karim, and uh, his Sheikh, Sheikh Ali Alauddin Kostandili Halvati, and his successors and, 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 and inheritors. Uh, Bahadine Effendi, Sheikh Musafir Ashki Aziz al Jarahi, Noor Al Anwar al Jarahi, Safar Effendi, and and all 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 those uh, circle guides, uh, Sheikh Amina, and all the, her mother, um, whose day of Urs was yesterday, and upon all the circle guides in their communities, and upon all saints and friends of Allah, wherever they may be in the heavens and on the earth. Amin, Amin, Amin. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. What a great day the day of Juma is, the day of gathering, the day of where all the names are gathered, all the hearts are gathered. So not only those of us who gather intentionally, but there is a great gathering of all souls um, on subtle levels. And uh, maybe we can feel it actually on this Juma day uh, more transparency uh, between our hearts. And of course, uh, the, the traditions, the other great traditions having their different days, but I don't think they're called the day of gathering. So they have their, their days of, uh, of uh, transmission and teaching and, and uh, blessing and sanctification. Alhamdulillah. Truly, this is one day. <laughs> Our life is one day, one blink of an eye, uh, according to Quran, one blink of an eye, and even beyond time. It, and on a higher level, we never came into time. And um, so I would like to contemplate that today, the, the different degrees and levels of consciousness 
and how we can inhabit them all. Or we do, but how, inshallah, we can come to inhabit them all consciously. So um, among the Sufis, as you know, there um, <clears throat> developed the, um, the wisdom of the seven levels of the nafs, seven levels of the self. And um, our, our path is a spiritual progression through those levels and uh, bringing uh, blessings to each level and receiving the blessings of each level. And we, we travel uh, mystically, really, we, we just travel through Allah's own magnetic pull and, and the call of the shepherd, Allah as our shepherd calling us back to the heart. And, um, but on a more exterior level, we travel through the divine names, but Allah leads us through the name. So what I'd like to do is to read um, both Sheikh Musafir and Sheikh Noor's interpretation of the seven levels and, um, and then contemplate it a, a little bit with you. So Sheikh Musafir in his book, Adornment of Hearts has outlined some of the, the great um, structures of Sufism. And in this section, he addresses the seven degrees of the self. So we will also speak the, the Arabic name. So basically, it's a concept of, you could consider it a vertical, going from what is lower to what is higher, or you can consider it a concentric circles, uh, moving toward uh, inwardness and moving from materiality towards subtlety and, and toward the ultimate, which is the complete um, the, it's the diamond in the water, it's the complete merging uh, or of water in water, light in light, nurun ala nur, of the, the consciousness of the, of the human being completely merged, immersed in the divine consciousness, but yet remaining in a, in a human appearance, a human form. So let's begin with what is considered the lower self, the domineering self. And uh, Sheikh Musafir said, this is the characteristic of unbelievers and profligates. Profligate. So a profligate is someone who uh, transgresses all bounds, who, who doesn't have a sense of balance. And by saying unbelievers, he um, kind of accords with the the historical Sufi and Quranic, um, in, let's say, vision that there are believers and unbelievers. So already humanity has a, a kind of characterization, although of course there's the, the deeper level um, in which they uh, originate. So this is an example of the domineering self is to associate uh, partners with Allah. So that's, well, so it doesn't mean that that one is an unbeliever, but these are, let's say, traits. To refuse to acknowledge and accept truth, ignoring Allah, paying no attention to Allah, his messengers, the books, the angels, death, the grave. In other words, 
I guess, complete heedlessness called Gafla. And, and thinking that the world is, is the place to be. So, uh, I mean, we know we have all, we all have all of these tendencies in ourselves. So that, that clinging to the material, what seems solid, clinging to possessions, to wealth, um, wanting simply to accumulate more and more. Um, okay, he includes murder and, and other things in that category. Avaricious, covetous, insatiable. So we can be insatiable for love, but um, not for, you know, um, material or things really because they're illusions. So it's um, the material world, as we know, is really a dream. It's, a, it's an illusory uh, manifestation. It, it's extremely valuable, but it's not something that can either give happiness or that can be clung to because it is by nature evanescent and the Quran describes that beautiful, uh, beautifully as the rain coming from the sky. So the rain in this case is the divine grace, the life-giving power of Kareem and, and entering into all the, the vessels the earthly forms and bringing them alive and making them flourish. And then, uh, and then the grace pulls out to allow the transformation and all that flourishing life then returns to dust. So what we saw and what we thought was located in the tree or the grain was really the spirit. It was the ruh. That's what was giving life and the same to our bodies. So we are not um, located in that sense in our bodies. It is our place is placeless, really, as Rumi says, our time is timeless. And <clears throat> we are maybe something like between body and soul, just as, as Rasulullah says, I was a prophet while Adam was between water and clay. So maybe that's kind of our condition, always between water and clay in this world. Um, so anyway, there one can go on describing the domineering self. And I think, you know, we know it, <laughs> we've tasted it in ourselves and others uh, to know what it is. And Effendi says that the medicine for that is the phrase la ilaha illallah, to recite sincerely la ilaha illallah asking for forgiveness and pardon. And this um, transforms that domineering self or it tames it in a sense. So I'd like to, at this point, read you Sheikh Noor's, which is uh, different, very different in tone, very interesting. Um, so the, and he calls these structures of consciousness. So already there's a difference that, we see that consciousness pervades everything. Everything is the divine consciousness, is the nur. Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. So there's nothing outside of that. No matter how, what we might see as depraved, it is all part of this light and therefore part of the divine uh, drama of love. So for nur, the seven, 
the first level he calls survival instinct, which is a very interesting, it's a more um, contemporary way of seeing it, that um, what seems so selfish and, and domineering is really simply because it's, it's centered only around this need and will and necessity really to survive. So Allah has placed that there in each of us. So we will, our body takes care of itself, our, our systems, and we take care. We have an instinct to eat. We have an instinct to shelter ourselves. And this is all what you might call part of the survival instinct. So as such, it's actually part of, of wisdom and, and part of the great plan. But if we only, when it becomes in a sense, seen as negative, it's like when we just locate there, when that becomes our, the main part of our life, which is to accrue and to wall off our own uh, provisions from others and all the others and anger and all of that, uh, unchecked, all of this unchecked. So, um, but I like this uh, way that Noor sees it really both together, domineering or aggressive self, self-perpetuating, uncivilized. So it's interesting, he brings civility in here, civil bringing relation to others. In its extreme form, destructive, criminal behavior, destructive criminal behavior. He also calls it the biological self, natural, not evil in itself, although it easily becomes a channel for evil or negativity, not to be destroyed, but made transparent to the higher levels. So this is the key that we could inhabit with this key of Laila illallah, with the key of divine vision, with of the heart opening to the truth, to haq, uh, and so that the light can descend through all the levels and we can inhabit them all. And here I'll tell you an interesting dream that um, our circle guide, Muhammad Iklas sent me this morning and he called it an old dream, but that came back to him uh, because of Effendi's worse. I'm not gonna say made it the entire dream, but in the dream from a distance, he sees a tall building, a skyscraper and has many, many levels. And he sees Sheikh Noor, and Sheikh Noor was alive at the time. He sees Sheikh Noor in all the levels. And as he, he's trying to count them, actually, uh, to be able to tell Sheikh Noor when he wakes up. So he's already conscious that he's dreaming, that he will wake up and meet his Sheikh, to tell him how many levels were in the building. But um, in some fashion, he ends up on the top of the building. And there is Sheikh Musafir. And Sheikh Musafir says to him, don't bother uh, counting. He said, that's just math. Don't bother with the, the levels, counting the levels, trying to figure that out, it's just math. He says, look at the divine reality. And for that, I, I would love to have the exact words um, of that, but let's maybe that's <clears throat> sufficient to say, um, here it is, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Um, so he said, Effendi says to him, don't think about numbers and levels, that's just math. Look up into the infinite vastness. Effendi gestured for me to look up. 
And when I did, I saw nebulous lights of different shades and colors that blended together, yet showed subtle differences at the same time, as if all the levels of the one reality are really part of the one, from the one, and emanating from the one, and flow subtly, flowing subtly through each other, alhamdulillah. So that sounds like the seventh level. Um, where it is the water within water, the light, the light within light. So I thought that's such a beautiful example of both the differentiation of our life uh, into these levels, and yet that our ruh, our vision, our consciousness uh, has to be beyond, you know, and we could say inclusive, inclusive of all, um, and also be beyond all on, on, on in realms where um, this doesn't even pertain these these other levels so uh, even beyond paradise th these are levels beyond paradise because paradise itself as Sheikh Nora said is Allah's perfect dream um, and so there is still a going beyond that dream in in, in Sufi uh, terminology it's called the um, the dune, and I assume it's the dune because it's a place free of vegetation, free of form. And it's just like a, a, a dune where one can maybe gaze into the infinite and whether the, the image of the ocean is used or not. But, uh, and the infinite from that dune also manifests in a sense, you could say tangibly to the gazers, to the lovers. But interesting, if you think of it, that to actually see is, is seeing uh, is, is um, a gift because we can look, but we don't see. So, and each of us, of course, has different vision when we look out. We see different things. We see a different aspect of reality. Um, so that's maybe you could say level number four, where our, we've been purified um, to see more clearly, but even then the scene might not be the same and it never is the same, of course. So let's go to level number two. So Laila Imala, it said, is the medicine to uh, take us out of soul preoccupation with the, the survival self. Level number two, the inspiring self. And he imbued the self with its sense of, of wrong and of taqwa. So a taqwa is, is um, sometimes translated as piety or of divine awe. So he imbued the soul. So this is already an act of mercy um, that, um, that Allah imbues the soul with this level of taqwa, of righteousness. So that's where we begin struggling. Um, no, I skipped one. So the inspiring self is three. Sorry, the second self is sensorious. So that's right. In fact, I was wondering, it seemed like a big leap. Uh, sensorious self, second level, where we begin to struggle and, and strive to hold back instincts of ours that we don't feel are in balance or harmonious or loving. And so ultimately we can say, where is love denied 
in us, you know. So that is a way also to view the domineering self um, and to come to the higher level where it enters into a struggle. And um, so Fendi says the censorious self, the one that censors and critiques itself, is sometimes spiritually enlightened. It can be in submission to Allah and the messengers and the books and the, um, and the, and the divine soul. Also, it can rebel at times, but then it regrets. So this is that level of regret. But at this level, uh, the traveler can have a sanctimonious pride. So that's something to watch out for ourselves on our path. Um, that having a self-righteous and condescending attitude. So we can either fall into a more domineering self or as we elevate, but then we can become prideful of our, of our worship, of our status, spiritual status, um, of our speaking, of our words, of anything. Um, so that's something to watch out for on that level. So the medicine for that, to transforming that level to the next one is the name Allah, the name of power, of majesty, the all-inclusive name. It's interesting. Allah, Jalal. Next, we come to the inspiring self. So let's see, though, what Sheikh Noor um, has to say about level number two and, and have his um, own unique uh, view of it. So Sheikh Noor says, the seeker, so he equates the second self, what's called the, the self-critiquing self, he, he equates it with the seeker. So that's a nice way too. Seeking genuine structures of value, love, harmony, beauty. Sharia begins, so he says it begins here on second level. Whether it is the Sharia of Islam or of Christianity, or of Judaism or Buddhism, uh, but that is where you might say then that that ladder <laughs> begins to to raise to to elevate ourselves. So interesting. So let's go to level three, the inspiring self, and this is from Quran. Uh, and he imbued that self with its sense of piety. That's what we had talked about just before. The inspiring self has a blessed character for the divine truth bestows a knowledge on those who attain it. It is natural to the learned among the believers. And he says there are eight qualities of the inspiring self, knowledge, humility, repentance, patience, gratitude, generosity, contentment, and fortitude. We might call that perseverance or in the face of adversities. When a person combines all these qualities, the Lord imbues his heart or their heart with knowledge, teaching them things they never knew. One who has reached this stage must strive to transcend it. So that's very interesting too, that we never be satisfied. So we always say, in fact, there's a prayer uh, given to the Rasulullah, peace be upon him, to give to the believers, you know, oh Allah, give me better than this. So it, it doesn't mean ingratitude. We're so grateful. And then because we know that Allah 
is the infinitely boundlessly compassionate and rich, the Ghani and the Karim. Uh, so it's, it's appealing to that, oh Allah, you know, transform me from this state to a better state. So that's powerful. Yeah, it's not like Allah give me more houses or things like that. It's, it's more, uh, we're speaking here of maqam levels. Um, the invocation associated with the inspiring self is the divine pronoun who, who. So it's both a pronoun referring to that one who has all the names and is beyond names and also the, the essence. So which is even beyond the sense of a, a pronoun, oh, essence. So that's the, the third level. And did we... I don't think we let's read Sheikh Noor um, what his insights are into the third level. True human being, fullness of Sharia, genuine fulfillment for self and others. Interesting. So interesting that uh, Noor brings in that concept so that the third level, um, you know sort of glowing and, and, and radiating those beautiful qualities that Effendi mentioned, um, that Noor speaks of this is a fulfillment, a fulfillment of, of being human, and that we can actually feel also this fulfillment in our heart and for others. So we are never by ourselves. We are not doing this for ourselves. We're doing it with a consciousness of, of humanity and, um, and the whole. And so that comes in also more and more, of course, as we traverse the, the levels. Um, so let's go to four. Let's see, that was three. And no, that was three. Um, so this is four, the tranquil self. O tranquil self, ya ayatuhu nafsul mutmaina. That's that beautiful verse. O, o soul at peace, return to your Lord, pleased and well pleasing. Um, which are the, the higher, the next levels. It's so interesting in that little Quranic phrase. Um, it, you have this level, and, and you have pleased, that's the next level, five, and well pleasing. Um, the sixth level, which is when Allah is well pleased with the soul. Those who achieve this level, so this is, um, what did we, this is four, um, are delivered from their lower nature, alhamdulillah, and are a nature of paradise. So in a sense, they become already paradisic at the fourth level. So blessed is the quality of this self that by the good grace of Allah, the exalted, the heart is filled with divine light. So there is, is not just these qualities that we've spoken of before, the generosity, the, um, the patience, uh, contentment, but it is now really the divine light itself, of course, which we know contains everything. And so that's an even more intense um, experience of God. Its owner forsakes all attributes displeasing to the Lord and comes to possess a praiseworthy character. 
the tranquil self is natural to the learned believers. So learned here is a different sense of learning. Of course, it's not scholarly learning. This is the learning of the heart who practice what they know in perfect sincerity. The seven attributes of those on this level are action based on sincerity, complete trust in the Lord, tawakul, pure joy, austerities, worship, ibada, gratitude, shukr, and contentment. With the gracious help of Allah, the all-glorious, even this level can be transcended. The key lies in unwavering sincerity in all actions. So that's very interesting that Fendi here gives us the key. So we said this is the fourth level. And the fourth level is such a place that the, the soul is very content there, as it says, contentment. And this can be a level where we kind of stay, you know, because it's, we've attained it, we've struggled, and we're happy to, to be there, to inhabit that place. Uh, but even then, we must move on. We're in the caravan of love, and the caravan of love doesn't stop too long in one place, although in our case, it could be years. Uh, and, 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 but we must always aspire to, to go deeper. So we can call it elevation, or we can call it depth, whichever way, but it is a, an intensification and a coming nearer and nearer to the beloved. One may be raised to the higher degree of the contented self by constant invocation of the divine name of truth, Hak. So we've just, how wonderful, because we've, we've immersed ourselves in Hak. And so inshallah, it's become part of us and will repeat itself in our being. So now let's see what Sheikh Noor says about the fourth level. I think he, he has a few, quite a few words to say about the fourth level. Well, a few divine attributes, divine attributes manifesting here, he says, divine splendor manifesting through human context. The steep part of the mystic path. Oh, he calls this the steep part of the mystic path begins. That's very interesting. So we struggled with our earthly uh, survival self. And we've attained, as I said, this kind of plateau of the fourth level. But now Norse says the mystic part begins. And as we recall, Effendi said, this is where one is filled within divine light. So this is a journey in light that is uh, beginning here. So we have to, we can, you know, look at it, um, to say that, yes, we have to solve our psychological problems, emotional problems, and, and work with those and, and somehow transform those. This is, you know, our more modern terms of, of therapy, psychology, come to peace in ourselves, and then we can truly begin uh, the mystic path. So let's hear what the mystic path is. Irji illa rabiki radiyatan. So that follows, isn't that interesting? Oh, tranquil self. And here comes 
the beginning of the mystic path, return to your Lord. Contented is translated here, but it's the wrong word. Uh, radiatan is, you know, like has the, the sound of radiance, radiantly pleased, radiatan, radiantly pleased. I mean, wow, how interesting that the mystic path begins there so that we are pleased with Allah. We are well pleased with Allah. And this is, as we know, and the mystics are um, kind of characterized by that, so that even in times of difficulty, even if they have personal setbacks, still they are pleased with, with their beloved. Like Ayaz, who ate the bitter melon from the hand of the Sultan and didn't flinch. So that's a high level of being pleased with Allah. You don't even make a face or say, ah, oh, but I'll eat it. No, Ayaz just consumed it as though it was the sweetest melon. And then when the Sultan tasted it later, the same piece, he said, oh, he spit it out. He said, this is terrible. He said, why didn't you uh, make a face or spit it out? And Ayaz said, from your hand, I have received such sweetness that even if a piece, a small piece of bitterness comes, I taste it as sweet. And this is what Hazreti Rabia said. She didn't distinguish between what was sweet and not sweet. All was sweet to her because all came from the hand of the beloved. Amin. Oh Allah, please make us like that. Make us among those and of those. Please, amin. There are seven qualities. So this is, Effendi says, this level is natural to his intimate friends, the awliya, the saints. These seven qualities manifest in the saints of Allah. And we know that Effendi and Noor, I mean, those of us who were with them, you know, witnessed this. Um, these seven qualities manifest in the saints of Allah who reach the stage of the contented self, so sincerity. So at this point, it's complete sincerity. You're no longer striving to be sincere. It's just flowing naturally. Renunciation of all that serves no good. Remembrance, so constant zikrullah. Abstinence, meaning refraining from anything that is harmful or excessive. Restraint. Miraculous powers. Um, karamat, austerity. So, uh, and with the miraculous powers, again, these are things that flow naturally, not to be used. And that very much Effendi and Noor uh, warned very uh, stringently against ever thinking of using a miraculous power for one's own, you know, I mean, in need, yes. If there is a great need, of course, uh, that's what they're given for. And Effendi said also to open the hearts, open the minds to faith, to, to Allah. You can use them, but certainly not to demonstrate or show off. Um, the noble name invoked at this station is High, Living One. This station cannot be arrived at by effort alone. So that's very interesting. So up to the fourth level, one's own efforts uh, are at, in play. Uh, or seemingly, let's say, seemingly, that we can exert ourselves and attain something. So the fifth level, beyond that, the, where the mystic path um, 
you know, ascends to, you can't attain it. So you can't go from the fourth level to the fifth level through your own um, desire, a desire in the deepest sense for Allah, yes, that will, that will carry you through all the levels. So love, desire, yearning, um, abandonment, um, trusting in Allah, all these things can help us to attain um, the, you know, the ongoing levels and, um, you know, submission, accepting uh, what Allah gives and, and being pleased with it. So whenever we actually um, exercise, exert the, the qualities of the station, that in itself helps us to, to move. But still, Effendi um, says it's not really through one's own effort because at that point, at the fifth level or fourth level even, we see that it is Allah alone who is doing this. Allah is the one moving the soul. Allah is the doer. And so at this level, we give up doership. And, um, and that's a very great station. So it's not, I am doing this. I am doing my prayers. I am helping people. Uh, I am uh, getting up for prayer and so forth. I am fasting. No, we see really that all of these uh, are gifts from Allah and we give thanks. So let's see what Sheikh Noor has to say about the fifth level. Mystic union. This. So, irji illa rabbika radia. That's that, the Quranic phrase that Effendi has equated with the fifth level. And Sheikh Noor says, This is mystic union, blending with the essence, luminous darkness beyond divine attributes. Interesting. Um, hidden treasure, who, who, who. So, who, level of of essence and hidden treasure revealed and um, beyond divine attributes. That's interesting too. So beyond this, the separation of all these singular names and, and qualities going to the source of them. So high is, is the name for that level. And next we come to the sixth level. Irji, again, the, the, the command, Irji, return. Irji, illa rabiki radiatan mardia. Return unto your Lord, well pleased and well pleasing unto him. At the sixth level, the self is not only content with Allah, but also pleasing to Allah. Is it possible to conceive of the noble worth of a servant possessing who uh, that a servant possesses before Allah when the truth and the servant of truth are pleasing to each other? So that's worth contemplating the, the being pleased and being pleasing to Allah, mashallah. Yeah, that's a state of um, ecstasy. Those who attain the station become intimates with Allah and have access to divine secrets. The six attributes of the pleasing self, so nafsi radiya or nafsi mardiya, 
next in Mardia, that's what it is, pleasing to Allah. Renunciation of all but Allah. Kindness toward Allah's creatures. Closeness to Allah. Contemplation of the works of Allah. So um, renunciation so that one is only occupied with Allah. Kindness toward Allah's creatures. So um, being kind and gentle and compassionate to all. Closeness to Allah, always feeling nearness to Allah or striving also for nearness because as Effendi said, one can be far in nearness and near in farness. So it's never just a static state. Nearness is never a static state. Contemplation of the works of Allah. So given to contemplation, one who contemplates. Tefekur, you know, that's called usually, Tefekur is worth a thousand months. I think it's called a prayer or a lifetime of, of Salat. But that would presume be Salat without contemplation. So contemplation is like the essence of Ibadah, of any Ibadah. Contentment with the lot apportioned by Allah. Intimate and true knowledge of Allah the exalted as Allah deserves to be known. So this is the place of where it's called why, where Allah communicates or unveiling, Ibn Arabi calls it the unveiling, where Allah gives the knowledge. So we are no longer having to, you know, mind things from intellectually, although we can still do that, but the main place of reading the book is our own heart. So our heart is the book. With Allah's help, those who have truly perfected these six qualities may rise to the level of the pure self, which is the seventh level, where they commune with the truth at every breath, obtain access to all secrets and attain to the very presence of Allah. Amin. May we be brought there in this world already. O Lord, by your generosity and grace, Lead us also to this station in honor of your glorious name and in honor of your noble prophet, who, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Effendi then says, the name invoked at this level is Ya Kayum, O self-subsisting one. So let's see what Sheikh Noor says about this sixth level. Humanity as the crown of creation. So it's a slightly different take. Humanity as the crown of creation. The divine attributes consciously expressed in the world by the practitioner coming forth as these attributes. So um, it's like the disappearing and the coming back again. Zikr gives a glimpse of this level highest region of paradise. So the Firdaus, it's called Firdaus. So alhamdulillah. And it's beautiful that he says zikr gives a glimpse of this level of, of merging. Seventh level, the pure self. Woo! That was confirmation, inshallah. The se seventh level of the self is also called the perfect self or the righteous self, the pure. Nefsi safiya, safiya. I don't think righteous is quite the right word. Uh, Nafsi Safiya is such an exalted level that although the truth is not confined to space, it is said to be a station of mystery 
between the essence and the servant. So it's a, it's a barzakh, almost like it's a station of mystery between the essence and the servant. So profoundly secret are the nature and character of this station that it would be futile to try to describe it. Those who do not experience it cannot know it, while those who have attained to it cannot tell. For this is the station of two bow lengths. Mashallah, mashallah. The, the station um, reached by uh, our Prophet, Sallallahu and of course, and beyond, Al-Adna, and, and more. The station of the blessed prophets and messengers. The six properties of the pure soul, divine unity, so we could maybe that's Tawheed, essence, who or Zat, praise, Alhamd, divine quality, so the Esma Husna, consummation, that's beautiful. So what is consummation? But complete fulfillment, complete union and fulfillment and union and complete Kamal, complete perfection and supreme delight, mashallah. So may we each attain this station. Amin, amin. By your generosity alone, Allah, Ya Kareem, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, you are the, the Lord of our being. Oh Allah, please uh, guide us along the mystic way, the, the way that begins with struggle and that culminates in this absolute um, peak of, of uh, merging in you and nearness to you and ecstasy in you and consummation uh, in you and through you and with you. Amin, amin, amin. We ask this of you, O Lord, O generous one, Ya Karim, by, the, by the, your love to, to your blessed messenger and prophet and beloved Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, through your love to all the messengers, all the, the mothers, um, and the, the friends through the heart of Musafir Ashki, Aziz al-Jarahi, Noor al-Anwar, al-Malik al-Jarahi, through the heart of Pir Nuruddin al-Jarahi, Kutub al-Arifin, Gelsa Wasalin, Hatem al-Mushtaydin, Amin, 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 through the secret heart of our peers of Fatiha. Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad. Amin, Amin, Amin. And I realize that I have not, let's see what Sheikh Noor says about this station. He says, infinite fecundity, infinite fecundity, so fertility, so infinitely giving birth or giving rise to or manifesting the beautiful, radiant, luminous, green, no sense of separate self can exist on this level. Divine consciousness alone exists as the eyes by which we see and the hands with which we serve from an oral tradition of the Prophet Muhammad. Upon him be peace. Amin, amin, amin.
Alhamdulillah, oh beloveds, um, may, may we become that. Amen. And I'll read you one more thing from Ibn Arabi, who says, there is nothing in this world but Tarjuman, Alhamdulillah, speaking, translating. So we receive the divine um, luminosity, the divine radiance, the divine generosity, and each of us translates it into the most beautiful life that we are capable of. Alhamdulillah. Ooh, and the most beautiful communal life for, for all humanity. Amen. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Rasulullah. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Habibullah. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Sadiqullah. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Haqullah. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Nurullah. Assalatu assalamu alayki ya Rahmatullah. Karimullah, as-salatu as-salamu alayka ya Sayyid al-Awaneen wal-Akhirin wa salamun al-Mursaleen wa alhamdulillah bi Rabbil Alameen. Amin. A prayer, inshallah, Allah, please attain for us that exalted station, al-Adna, and two bow lengths and beyond. Uh, nearer and even nearer, as Sheikh Noor says. Amen, amen, amen to the secret heart of our peers. And um, may we deepen our knowledge always and um, deepen our, our reverence and love and gratitude to you and our nearness to you and our desire for humanity, our any good that can come from us in any way, intentional or unintentional, uh, increase us in that. Al-Fatiha, Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad to the secret hearts of our peers. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbin Alameen. Ar-Rahman Irahim. Maliki Yomnidin. Iyaki Nabudu wa Iyaki Nasta'in. Ihdina Surat al-Mustaqim. Surat al-Nidina Anamta Alayhim. Gaidu Magdubi Alayhim Walaitu Amin. Amin. Allahu Akbar. Ooh.